Hey, this is Monty Colvin, and you're watching CMS TV. And what is up, everybody? Welcome back once again to another edition of Chris Aiken Presents. I, of course, am the bearded one, Mr. Chris Aiken. That dude right over there, that is the non-bearded one, Mr. Eric Ferentinos. Eric, how are you, sir? Doing awesome, Chris. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's uh, good to be back once again doing some Chris Aiken Presents. Um, how goes it? I'm going to start right here. How goes it with um, being the um, the babysitter for the uh, injured girlfriend? Oh, wow. That has changed everything. Yeah, for the for the folks that didn't hear, uh, my lady Susan took a tumble a couple weeks back, and I thought she was okay. I think when I did the show two weeks ago, yeah, uh, I had just come home the night before. She hadn't actually been to the doctor yet. So okay. that's why I didn't think she actually broke her knee, but she sadly broke her knee and has the brace. Um, I got a, a transporter. It's like a okay. wheelchair type thing. To, right. It's a journey from our uh, condo down to where the carport is. Where, where and you're the, like uh, upstairs, right? Right. Upstairs. Oh. You got to go down a long you know, corridor. You got to get on an elevator. Uh, so I got this thing. Uh, to wheel her um i'll have to take her to work in a bit okay so i'll have to uh take a break for that but um she, we got her crutches she's getting better on those so it's been about two weeks uh but yeah it changes everything having to take care of someone that that uh can't walk around yeah well dude how when you say she broke her knee is it like physically like a cracked kneecap or did she tear an acl or all of the no. above or what well, for one, hang on one second here. I got some. Uh, I got a got a buddy here that wants to say hello. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Cat, Cat making a, making an appearance. <laughs> Charlie Cat has entered the chat. There you go. Um, now this is a they, the X rays showed a cracked kneecap from what Ooh. I understand. Um, and but they felt that it didn't need surgery, so that was the best. Outcome. Sure. As long as she can keep it kind of immobilized, they ha she has a pretty nifty uh, brace that kind of velcros onto her leg. And aside from what she goes to sleep at night, she's been good about keeping that on there. And uh, it's I feel for her, man. I've, it's that that is a a total bummer. So I'm being the best, you know, boyfriend I can be and sure. take care of all her meals and keeping the house looking good. I've been getting my Christmas on. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw you got your house all done up. Look at that. Look yep, at I, I I posted a, a picture of uh, the Christmas tree. I went to uh, Costco again. Uh, for people that aren't aware, Costco I think does the best Christmas tree deal. Okay. And this Christmas tree out the door with tax was fifty four dollars. All right, that's not bad. Okay, that's amazing. And this tree goes to the ceiling of our of our place. Uh, and you don't get to see much about the tree. They're all like tied up, but, but they apparently Costco has their own Christmas tree farm up in Oregon. <laughs> okay. So they get these kick-ass trees and they're all good. There isn't a bad tree. So this There's is a, a real tree, not a real tree, not a plastic tree, real tree. 
All right. uh, $54. And uh, another plus for us in, in our building, um, they actually have somebody that, co- oh, there you go. Now, I had to go get this tree. I had to bring it in. I set it all up. I had to decorate it. But I got it all done by 5 o'clock or whenever sunset was. And I got this okay. amazing shot. Uh, yeah, here. that's a good. What do you think, Chris? And I, that's an amazing picture, actually. <laughs> Since we're having Monty Colvin on, who does art, he should look at this and say, "Yeah, that's a, that's a painting worthy picture there. That's pretty solid, yeah. dude." And uh, oh, yeah. Charlie Cat loves it. You know, she's she sleeps <laughs> under there and hangs out. Right. That's her new hangout. And I, are I you get having problems with the cats climbing up into the tree and knocking bulbs off and stuff? Well, you know, I, I did think ahead on that one. I'm like, why am I hanging anything from the bottom? That's just asking for it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So I like, I really didn't start hanging anything till like, you know, I don't know where to, I can't really point on here, but yeah, like about a foot up or so. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah see, the cats are digging it. You're way more Christmas guy than me. I am not Christmas guy at all. I definitely am. <laughs> I am definitely bah humbug when it comes to Christmas. I really, I don't celebrate it. I don't want gifts. I don't give gifts. I definitely just like to, the best bah gift. humbug. <laughs> I am that guy. The best gift anybody can give me is to leave me alone on Christmas. All right, Ebenezer Aiken. <laughs> well, you know what it is, dude? My phone never stops ringing, ever. So on Christmas Day, everybody's busy doing their shit. It is a true day off that I can have where a lot of times my kids, they go and see their mom. They spend Christmas, have Christmas dinner with their mom. And I can just kind of watch movies and drink beer and not be fucked with. And man, do I love that. You know, that, that is Merry Christmas to me. So it is egregious when people start getting on your personal cell phone to do all that, unless it's like, you know, somebody you directly with, like, I'm probably going to wish you a Merry Christmas. Sure. Which is work together. I don't mind a couple of texts. I don't mind texts, but I don't want to have that conversation either on Christmas day. You know, I, and I get a lot of that too. I get a lot of people. Cause I, a lot of times I, I either turn my phone off or I at least turn the sound off on Christmas day and I'll pick it up after like four or five hours. I do not. It's, it's That's another Christmas tradition for me is it's a day that I put my phone down and I don't like, I don't know how you are, but I'm addicted to my phone and I know it. So a lot of times I'm, I'm even walking around the house. I'm like, just got it in my hand. It's part of, it's literally an extension of my hand. But on Christmas day, I just put it, I put it down and I check it maybe twice a day. And I'll go in there and there'll be 15 calls and 33 texts. And, and I'll take five minutes and, and write back on the texts. Thanks. THX. I won't even write the whole thanks. Just THX. And I'll just copy it. And then I'll go to the next one. Paste, 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 paste. Get rid of all the texts. And then I put it down for another four or five hours. I, I just can't be bothered, man. It's, I don't get enough days off to where I need days off, you know, and Christmas is one of those days that I actually get off. So, uh, as you know, my birthday, uh, last week, a ton of people wished me a happy birthday, which was nice. But what was cool is a lot of them focused it to Facebook, which is Mm -hmm. always better. You know, that's so that you're not distracted all day long. 
Right? Yeah, but oh man, it's starting to be like a lot of people that wish me happy birthday. You know who wished me a happy birthday, which which I didn't even see till yesterday. Who? John Karabi. John Karabi. No kidding. Yeah. How about that? Even either. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because uh, Stephen had um, put up. Uh, you know, some people did a little tribute thing on their pages. Of course, Piercy was one of them. And, sure. You know, God, he had hundreds and hundreds of people that that wished me happy birthday. And then I had noticed I was going through and liking the, the comments, and and then there was John Karabi going happy birthday, Francis. And then I realized he and I are friends on Facebook. Okay, I think he had sent me an ad like uh, a few years back, and I just wasn't seeing his posts for some reason so i made sure to send him a follow just so i could see sure. and now he's popping up everywhere so well that's that cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. but thank you i wanted to you know thank everyone because it was a that was a big outpouring i don't know so i appreciate sure. it well it's got to make you feel good dude that you know after only 25 years with steven now you're now you're getting recognized that's good <laughs> it is um and then we did the episode where i i pointed out that i bought the new Splawn amp, which has been uh, great. I'm having a yeah. great time playing that, and I'm not even turning the stuff up very loud because I'm in my my uh, the Beach Mansion West here. You can't be too loud with the amps. Sure, you know what I mean. I'm only on like <laughs> one, one or two at the most. Uh, but then I get a call uh, or a, a friend of mine on there. Uh, his name's Tris uh, Mahaffey. Tris okay. Mahaffey, interesting name, right? Uh, he was in a band in the '80s called Striker. I don't know. Okay. If if, if I remember the name. I don't know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were like an '80s band from from the Strip, and um, possibly even the inspiration for the Kramer Striker guitar. Okay, wow. Uh, he was he was telling me about this, but anyways, he builds amps now. He builds okay, amps, and he saw that I got the Splawn amp, and he and he hit me up. He's like, he's in Orange County, which is not far from me. Sure, that's like thirty miles. Um, he says, come up to my uh, factory. I, w- I want to see how my amp stands up to the Splawn amps, you know? Okay. Ends up giving me an amp pretty much. I mean, he's, he has this one that he's he's lending me. Okay. And he's going to build me one later. His amp is totally different than the Splawn's. Okay. But I love it. You know, it's it's it basically embodies like everything I grew up loving and listening to whether it was Aerosmith or Led Zeppelin or, you know, stuff like I think 70s rock, you know, tone that I'm getting from it. So explain this to me because I'm stupid on gear. Okay. Is it is it because he uses older technology? Is right. it because he doesn't, you know, a certain way that they build the speakers inside it or the amplification? I mean, what makes it sound 70s? Uh, well, in this case, that's a great question, by the way. Uh, he took a an old, I believe, Marshall JMP, like a really special one, you know, from mm-hmm. probably the 70s. And I think he back-engineered it like a UFO, like a government okay. getting a UFO, right? He back-engineered it. And I think he, he basically found out what makes it sound so good or mid-rangey and get get that chime to it you know he figured out what the electronics involved were and how it was set up and i think he basically built upon that and he has an interesting thing going where where part of it's actually saw it does have a few tubes but it's a solid state this thing's like 40 watts which is less wattage than i would typically use i mean i'm not going to use his head uh on stage with piercy uh, you know okay 
given um like at that the whiskey and, and he knows this too i go i'm going to be using the splons sure there because they're the splons are a more modern um voicing of of an amp you know mm-hmm. like it, it more embodies the 2000s and beyond right heavy guitar, rock tones that you've heard but you know the difference it's like when you're listening to a zeppelin record or an aerosmith record like you can clearly tell that the guitar tones are different than what's being used today it's got like an old vintage kind of sound right right well let anyway. me ask this so you showed us that other piece, that little piece, and you said that Monaco uses as well the, to take his, right. his tone with them. Right. Would that work or not work because you're using an amp that's built with a dis- different physical, you know, for, unless I'm yep. misunderstanding this, but the reason it sounds one way versus the other is the way it's physically built. So would that would that piece that that you could take with you would it still sound would it sound like the 70s sound versus the (laughs) splon that would have the 2000s sound in those in those situations um i think that uh you're not really using the the parts of the amp that that give it the tone i think when you do what johnny does you're basically going into the effects loop and you're bypassing all that and you're basically just using the power of the amp to to push out the the sound out of the speakers but but he's using his little pedal as the the distortions and the effects and every the preamp basically okay uh is is that little box that he that he has so you bypass all that so it really doesn't matter so much what amp you're using aside that if he was going into this amp it's only a 40 watt so it's not going to really be anywhere near as loud as a 100 watt right and like we're we're a loud band so we have to in the least have 100 watts so that's a big part of it now for me as a, a songwriter i get inspired by tones and guitar tones like if i have a certain tone i tend to start playing like that you know like when i was playing his uh amp i started playing some sick like classic rock type riffs Zeppelin right that they just sounded great you know what i mean i plug into the splon i'm playing differently you know and i'm playing more mm-hmm. maybe of a modern uh feel of you know 90 or you know 2000s or beyond Right. So when, it inspires you differently. When you're writing, do you ever send something to Steven or he sends something to you and one of you says, you know, this could work, but we need it in a different tuning or we need it in a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? Uh, he, he, uh, he hasn't ever suggested, you know, such a thing. He, he's probably the first one that takes a demo as is and just release it. like i i actually started to like hold back from just sending them stuff you know okay because like at this point if i send them anything i try to produce it to like the max capacity because he could very well take that mp3 and release it just put his voice on it and go (laughs) yeah like not even take the separate tracks and do it you know so i've had to be careful for that just for my own posterity sure Uh, if I send him something, I, you know, for like an example would be that song, all that I want that he put mm-hmm. out. Like, that's just my demo. I handed to him as an MP3 and then he karaoke it basically. Right. Put it out. It's not real drums on there. Um, it'd been better had we used all that stuff, you know, and, but we still have that option. You know, I would like to do that song with a real band and real sure. 
amps and stuff, I think it could be a hit for him or close to it. Um, but these sounds, it's nice to have different amps to do different stuff. To, you know, if you have one tone you're only working with, it's kind of one dimensional. The guitar you use, the guitar you use comes into play. You know, right. when pickups are in it. I, I uh, when I was using Triss's uh, Mahaffey amp, um, I have a, a guitar, the Unk. It's an Unk guitar made by Paul Unkard. Okay. And this guitar, uh, he used to work for Kramer. And I could grab it a bit because it's close by. But the headstock looks like a tuning fork. Okay. And that's what the old Kramers used to look like. Um, this is a, it's a bolt on neck guitar. Um, it actually has a tremolo. That's kind of like a, 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 a Bigsby, uh, tremolo. Um, I'll look and see what the, what the name of it was of, of the company, but it's different, but it wasn't like a, a, a metal guitar or rock guitar. And so it actually does sound good vintagey and good with this amp. Right. <laughs> so I found myself like fixed, uh, changing the strings on that old guitar and, busting it out and seeing what I could get out of it. I'm doing a, a cover right now of a kink song for Steven. Okay. Okay. Now it's a pain in the ass to program all the drums and, and that stuff. Uh, but now I'm at the fun part where today I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to, you know, track guitars with the different amps and stuff and do, get the best possible sound combination. It takes some experimenting, but right. what's, what's awesome is this is my studio. It's not costing anything to do that. Sure. So I could take, plenty of time to get it all so when you're saying it's going to take some experimenting so you'll play like you're playing the same notes no matter what you're playing but will you play it on like five different guitars to see which one sounds the best in your ear yes okay yes i'll definitely do that and how do you how do you determine that just by uh listening back to it and seeing how it tracks you Mm -hmm. know because it's like it's all digital now it's not like back in the day where you were go into tape and you didn't want to have to do too many takes on it. I literally do 5 billion guitar takes till uh, I like it. Now, when you play digitally, one benefit is you could play it once and then switch all those tones after and not have to keep recording it, which is a a big deal. But I don't know. It's for me, like I have to have the tone to perform it the way the, with the right feel. If I have the wrong tone, it's not going to feel right. You know? Right. And, a lot of times when I've been tasked, somebody's like, okay, we're just going to have you use this tone. I'm going to change it later. It never works for me. I never play good like that. That's just me personally. I can't do it like that. That's too sterile of a way of doing it. Right on. So when can we, if we can yet, when can we expect this kink sum cover? <laughs> well, I would assume it's probably going to be soon, uh, like in the very, probably January or February or something. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he'll come out a day early from the whiskey and maybe go sing it at Matt's or something while he's okay. up there. I'm going to tell him he should do that. Sure. I mean, he doesn't have it in his hand yet. Cause I still have to give it to him. Sure. Is um, it, and you don't have to say what, if it is, but is it part of something? No, Whether that's an announcement or a, a record or any of that kind of stuff. No, I think it's just for fun and to, to, just to give people something. You know, I think he was like, Hey, this would be a, a cool cover for me. And sure. So he, he, but he sounded pretty serious. Like he wanted to do it. He yeah. acted like uh mission impossible. He's like, yeah, he said something on my Facebook. He's like, here's your mission. If you choose to accept it, <laughs> give nice. me this kink song. <laughs> you know, well, I have no, you nothing. know, when, 
One thing I've noticed about him lately, on Facebook anyway, and again, it's Facebook world, not the real world, but I've seen more and more of him playing guitar again, which usually means the last time I saw him playing a lot of guitar on Facebook, he was writing a record. So is he potentially, or, and if you're not allowed to say, just say, I don't know, but is he potentially trying to put something together for a for a record record or is he just playing because he likes to play i think it's it's just to he, he likes to play he and now in this day and age it's not always about putting a record out it's more about throwing out a song right. grabbing some press uh yeah. giving people something to hear and talk about for a few days you know right on or, or whatnot it's kind of short attention out there you know but it, it's so it, it involves a lot to put out a whole record it's it's not too much. It's more achievable to just shoot for a song, especially a cover song. I mean, right. I'm just trying to make it, you know, not do a, a, a an exact copy, but nothing too funk, too weird, you know, right. slightly modernized, but not too much. Um, so there's that the art of that, the art of uh, of doing a cover, if you will. Right. Like how how crazy are you going to go with it? Are you going to do like an unrecognizable version of it? Or yeah, exactly do- the Nine Inch Nails version of it. <laughs> yeah, like how stupid do you want it to be? But right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, dude, I know you got to go take your girl to work, so I'm going to cut you loose for a minute. I am gonna I'm going to come back with Monty Colvin. MontyColvinArt.com is his website. Um, we're going to talk all about his art. If you're a rock and roll fan, uh, he does tremendous artwork, which it's Christmas time. It's the perfect time to buy something for your um, your rock and roll friends. So we'll be chatting with Monty about that and maybe some Galactic Cowboys and what's going on there. And then by that point, I would imagine Eric will be back. And I have a couple of questions about this gig that's coming up at the end of the month and maybe some other shit. So hang tight. We're just getting started. It is Chris Aiken Presents. KRFK Radio has the best hard rock and metal on the planet. Featuring Joe Elliott, Def Leppard vocalist and host of the Joe Elliott Radio Show. Are you serious? Eddie Trunk, host of the biggest metal programs ever on radio and MTV. Charlie Kendall, creator and host of Metal Shop. For adults only. Dee Snyder, twisted sister vocalist and host of the House of Hair. Any questions? Ron Keel, the metal cowboy. Ron Keel band vocalist and host of Streets of Rock and Roll. And boss of this here outfit. L.A. Lloyd, host of the Rock Countdown. And here comes the best part. The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris Aiken. And Hairball John. Am I on the air? Together, they reach all, and I mean all, hard rock and heavy metal fans. And you can only find them all together here on KRFK Radio. 